The night breathes soot-colored fog, and there is a stillness broken only by gasps of wind and the muffled lapping of the sea. Across the bay, the lights of the city glow dimly, coldly, like the beacons of hell. Silent and motionless as the bird of prey, the dreaded Batman perches atop the Statue of Freedom, waiting, waiting. At this time, the place it begins, a terror-fraught journey by the Batman into the den of the Death Dealers. Denny O'Neill, Bob Brown, Detective Comics, 411, May 1971. And you're listening to Heroes Home Base Podcast, Episode 69. What's up, listeners? This is Rich. This is Mark. Hello, this is Rob. Welcome to Heroes Home Base Podcast, episode 69. What's going on, guys? Not much. I had a busy, busy September. Or, yeah, busy September. It's been like a busy couple months. I think the last time we recorded, we were talking about The Flash, or also known as The Trash. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We got a lot to talk about tonight, fellas. We uh, partook in the baltimore comic con mark did that and did some uh, minnesota travels got your postcard in the mail the other day oh mm-hmm. good and uh new york's flooded and uh yeah so you, you uh, got a kayak over there mark <laughs> i need one good Lord. i'm serious it's bad it's bad like i don't know what's gonna happen in 30 years when you know what i'm saying when we're fucking like engulfed in water and shit like i don't know what's gonna happen to us we're not built for it Water was coming out of the walls of the subway. Are you just having bad rain or what? It's just flooding. It's bad rain when the infrastructure is not built for it. Water was coming down into the subways on the tracks. They, my train was not running in Brooklyn. It was a mess. Hey, you're always welcome to come back to Ohio, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, speechless. (laughs) Uh, Before we get into this, uh, what's everybody drinking tonight? Let me take a little page out of Rob's book. What you got there, Mark? Good old Poland Spring water. Uh, Poland Spring. Oh, that's... did I say? Did I say, did I say Poland Spring or Colon Spring? You said colon. Oh, well. But I knew for, what you it's, meant. It's I mean, water's good for your colon. I mean, you know. Poland. We have to edit that out. Poland nope. Spring water. Nope. Shit. Nope. Uh, that's top. Good... That's top shelf fucking H two O there, buddy. Right. Poland Spring water is what I'm drinking. Uh, Rob, what um, you got there? Buddy? More importantly, I am drinking from my new American flag Baltimore Comic Con. Oh shit! Glass. Uh, I'm doing something different tonight. I'm actually doing grape juice tonight. I'm feeling the, the fruit juice. I had like six beers yesterday, so I'm taking a little break from the alcohol tonight. Where were you? Where were you that you were drinking six beers? Yeah, I was at home. Why well, wasn't I invited, fucker? Anyway, I'm drinking some uh, ginger ale, top oh, shelf, and uh, I got a little uh, Blanton's bourbon over here that my buddy at work hooked me up with. Blanton. Hey, Blanton. Rich. By the way, um, they, they've stopped. It was like a one and done. Costco had like thirty packs of your garage beer. Uh, it wasn't bad. It's uh, it's kind of watery. I, I bought it for a second time, and uh. There's another one that I picked up. It's Columbus American Ale or Lager, American Lager. That's pretty. That's pretty good. The Garage Beer was okay. It's all right, but for the price, it's it's okay. But it, I don't think I'll be getting it anymore. But I haven't uh, got my pumpkin yet. I need to do that. Uh, I have one bottle left on my second uh, second four pack. It is so expensive, man. It is October first, fellas. October first. There's only two months left. In, or, well, it's October 1st, so three months left in the whole fucking year. That's crazy. Crazy. Anyway, we're old. Uh, so yeah, I am actually not old. Thank you. <laughs> you keep telling yourself that, buddy. I will. So 
I had I think- an amazing time. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I had an amazing time in Baltimore, an amazing time in Baltimore. I got 36 books, and if it, and I have to just thank you guys really for pushing me to buy those books because I would not have left there with the key books that I did. I mean, I got so many Stanley, Jack Kirby. First issues of Fantastic Fours, first appearance of the Inhumans, and first appearance of Agatha Harkness number ninety four that I thought I would never get because it'd be like two hundred, three hundred dollars. Let me ask you uh, something, Mark. Is this when was the last time you left a con with this many books? Oh, probably Toronto. Did you get that many in Toronto? I think I got about twenty five. No way, or maybe it was Denver. Say, it certainly wasn't when we were with you because just New York doesn't have that many comments. Just because of mile right. high, though, right? Yeah, mile high. I think I got about 20, 25. And this time you got 36, you said. Yeah. 36 mm. really awesome books. I got an awesome Iron Fist. I got all my Catwomans. All right, let's, let's, let's just dive right in. Go over your books, man. And then we'll so talk. We'll I go around the table here. Key issues of Fantastic Four, like First Appearance of the Inhumans. Um, First appearance of Agatha Harkness, uh, first issue where Crystal becomes a member of the Fantastic Four. I got an Iron Fist number eight. That's a part of my collection because Chris Claremont and John Byrne, you know, did Iron, the entire run of Iron Fist. I got um, Catwoman, the Contagion issues, 31, 32. Um, do you guys have, you, you guys are familiar with the Contagion, right? Yeah, correct. Okay. What year was that? 90 what? 96. 96, okay. I got... Um, you know, I was on a Chris Claremont and John Byrne kick, so I got a Marvel team up. Chris Claremont wrote a lot of the Marvel team ups, and John Byrne drew this issue. So mm-hmm. it's Spider Man and Thor teaming up. I got some X Men and some X Factor, the Inferno series, and Kenny X Men, written by also Chris Claremont and drawn by Mark Silvestri. This is during the Outback era of the X Men, where they're in Australia, which is like my new favorite run. I have all those issues now. Mark and Silvestri, a... one of the image defectors. Yeah, and um, the Outback era has now become when I just when I thought that John Byrne and Chris Claremont couldn't do any better after Days of Future Past and Phoenix Saga. Chris Claremont went on to do the Outback era of the X-Men, which is just so awesome. They really highlight Storm as a, such an effective leader. Mm-hmm. And I got some X-Factors that cross over into those X-Men books. And some of these books were $12, $3, $3, $5, $3. And they're really in excellent condition. And um, my, and um, I got, like I said, I got some Fantastic Fours, but I walked away with 36 books. I believe you uttered the phrase, I'm done, like four times. Yeah, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Okay, I'm done. so I'm done. I think everybody needs to understand that uh, this was a little bit different for us because we were worried we weren't looking at all the comic book vendors. Like, there were so many there. Mark was definitely correct when he said this is just a very book-heavy event. It still had a big con feel to it. It had every everything everybody had their own little sections it was a little different than new york than what we're used to because it was like artist alley was built in the middle of the you know the main the main run with all the other vendors and stuff which was cool Mm -hmm. but i have to say mark hunted for one particular book the entire day and what what was that book? And it wasn't until we got to like one of the last vendors that we were looking for that you found it for like a fucking dollar. <laughs> what book was it? Really? Yeah, you found it for a buck. It was like some 90s. It was like, and the guy was like, I probably got like four of those at my store. It's probably hard to find because it was a low print run, blah, blah, blah. But it's really only like $4. What book? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a 90s Fantastic Four book or something like that. Yes. Yes. I got to remind you of this. Yeah, it was issue number 413 because it was like during the Paul Ryan early 90s uh, Fantastic Four when they were going through all those issues and, and, you know, um, Mr. Fantastic was pursued dead and Invisible Woman's Warrant was running around in that risque Fantastic Four uniform with the boobs cut out and you know, thigh-high boots and all that. And so that was the early 90s. That was your favorite run, right, Mark? Yeah, that was probably my favorite. That and John Burns' run, but that later... Because like it showed them those Those <laughs> later issues showed how they had such issues in the team dynamic. And Mr. Fantastic was presumed dead, and that was one of my favorite ones. So I found it for a dollar, and I got it. So that completes that 
era of Fantastic Four for me. Um, I don't have much left on my list, honestly. I, there's some Iron Mans that I probably should have got while I was there, but I wanted to, you know, I didn't need them, you know what I'm saying? So I saved those for later. Um, but now I think what I'm going to do now is go for the Dark Phoenix run, like issues 129 to issue 138 or something like that. So I don't Is that have... Uncanny X-Men? No, that's, yeah, yeah, it is. It's, 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 no, I think that's just... Just X-Men? I think it's just X-Men at that point. But because um, I have the graphic novel, okay. but I don't have the individual issues. So I nice. think I may go for the individual issues, which will make me excited to read it again, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I'm so happy with all my books and I'm just spending the weekend in. And, you know, because I don't drink, I don't smoke. You know, for a cocktail here in New York City, it's $20. It's literally $18 with tip. It's, it's, so it's, 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 a, it's one drink, it's 20 bucks. So I... I, did you get any? Uh, did you get any of your seasonal uh, ciders? Yes, I did. Pumpkin okay. down east cider. So you know, like I said, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't go really out that much. So this keeps me in, and this is my one big splurge once a year. I do that, and so I'm happy to pay the bill, credit card bill off in full. So yeah. let me ask you, Mark, out of the 36 books that you bought, what is the one that you're the most excited about? Probably the first appearance of the Inhumans. Let me see it. Oh, it's in the box. Hold on. Oh, hell. Hell's bells. Hold on one second. Oh, Christ. Hold, please. Well, Rich, I think I will pour myself some midnight cast. Yeah, buddy. Here it is. Man, look at that. Look at that. Jack Kirby, Stanley. Nice. Early 1960s. You Let just me can't just say, it. that's exciting, Mark. I'm really happy that uh, you were able to get quite a few books. This has to be in my going on 40 years and how many years of actually collecting at this point, Rob? Help me out here. I'm almost 40 and so, I can't do math. I think... It's fair to say that we started hardcore collecting um, in 98. So that puts us at how many years? 23? Yeah, something like that. Over 20 years. So 20. I absolutely loved the vendors at this comic convention. For sure. Everybody was so nice, so polite. It was like they were getting commission off of selling their own books they were just like hey what you looking for let me help you find it it'll be over here it'll be over there like oh you want to hold this wall book hold on let me get it down for you you can see it oh you want to take it out and look at it go right ahead it was just a very different environment when it came to actually dealing with the vendors and it wasn't like and they were really polite and nice and recommending like, oh, you are, do you want CGC? CGC's over there. You should go give it to them and blah, blah, blah. You trying to get signatures? Just a really cool down to fucking earth set of vendors there. And it's not like anybody was pretentious like, oh, you're wasting my time or are you going to buy that? Just, you know, don't some look of the, at my shit. Don't look at my stuff. <laughs> um, it was just you know, really, really cool vendors that really wanted to sell you stuff that you wanted. And I don't think Mark paid a single asking price for any Hell books that he bought. No. <laughs> My favorite, I'm going to interrupt because I doubt you remember this, but I remember these details. I think it was like the f one of the first vendors we went to and uh, Mark got a book. It was like, I don't know, 15 bucks. And he's like, can I have, we no, it was $20. And he's like, will you do 15? And he was like, oh yeah, sure. So then Mark hands him a 20 <laughs> or something like the exact amount of what he was asking for before he asked for a discount. He said <laughs> but, it. But I don't know. What do you got? What were your guys' thoughts on it? I thought they were really, really very down to earth and very accommodating, I guess is the best way to describe it. Very polite and really wanted to get you what you wanted. So, I think Mark set this up perfectly. Um, just the whole experience was great. Um, the hotel was a block and a half away. Not 400 even feet. 400 like 400 feet. feet. Like we had to walk through an intersection. Um, 
And actually getting there from the freeway was a straight shot and a right and a left. Like it was cake. Like you couldn't have asked for a better setup. So we walk in and Rich and I are looking at each other and I'm just like, you can buy tickets at the door. <laughs> yeah. What's that about? <laughs> like that, like this is some local Buckeye con convention shit right here. Well, so then we go downstairs and I'll be honest. The first thing I noticed was the smell. Mm-hmm. It smelled like a comic store. Um, I'll be honest. This is probably one of the best cons I've been to. Oh. And it reminded me of Chicago. Chicago 2000 or Chicago or 2001 or 2002. The first year we went. Um, yeah, I was kind of like, I mean, we we did two things wrong. We forgot to bring the wizard and read it because uh, we didn't take our own advice Fail. on one Fail. thing. Fail. Yeah, we we got taken, not maliciously. Like, I don't think he was intending to do it, but we got taken for probably like 10 bucks. Like, went down a, a couple of booths and would have saved $10 on some books we just bought. But um, Rich is right. It's like, oh, did we hit up all the comic book vendors? There were so many. Um I didn't get the vibe that I was at a fan expo. Um, even some of the like, you know, kind of arts and craft, like, hey, I make my own candles and hey, I do all this. Like there were some mm -hmm. of that. I That's going to be everywhere. But they were kind of off on the corner and the perimeter. It, they weren't like in the middle of the show floor like they are in New York sometimes. So um, I got yeah. my protein cookies, bro. Right. <laughs> I mean, and I, th I think I, I, I just forget we weren't shoulder to shoulder with people the entire time. No. Like you could move, you could breathe, but it wasn't, it wasn't a small event either. Like it was a pretty, I, I don't know, Mark, I think it was pretty comparable to the size of Chicago. The wizard I, world con. I don't remember Chicago, but I think it is a decent sized con. It is a decent sized con. The only kind of thing that I didn't, that, that I missed was it wasn't a whole lot of people I could take pictures of. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of cosplay. That's something that's you're always going to get in New York. That's the only thing I, but everything else was awesome. I just can't believe I got all the books, but I would not have paid, I would have paid hundreds of dollars. Like it would have been those books that I got, I would not find for the prices that I found them here in New York. I just wouldn't have. Not at all. So, even on, even on your, even on the, uh, the regular retailers that you uh, peruse. Yeah on Facebook to try to find. So what's the most expensive book you bought? I think it was a hundred dollars. That fantastic four I just showed you. So what would that have been at another retailer? <laughs> like $400. Shit. So let me just lay this context out. So we went to a booth. Mark was looking for the first appearance of Gambit. What issue is that? <laughs> of X -Men? 266. So we go <laughs> to a booth and uh, it was like $300. Like three, about... like three twenty or something, something like that. It was on the wall. Is yeah. it the guy with the dog? Yes. So we go literally one booth over, and I find, uh, I find the nineties or not the nineties. I'm sorry, I still got that Fantastic Four in my head for you. But I find the X Men uh, tab and start. Mark and I are starting to look through it, and he's starting to find books that he wants. I mean, and they were reasonably priced. What were they like eight, ten dollars or something yeah. like that? So yeah. not too bad. And then this particular guy had almost like a uh, a horseshoe perimeter, but then you could walk into the middle, and he had other had another table back behind his area. And there, sitting on the wall, was the X Men book that we had just saw. What issue? Two sixty six. Two sixty six. And the dude was asking what eighty five? No, one hundred and seventy. One hundred and seventy. And. I picked it up off the wall. That's another thing. Like these. No, these so guys... that was the most expensive book that I bought because it was 170. So that's the most expensive book I bought. So, but it was 300 a booth over. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen that book lower than 900 dollars anywhere I've been. So, but this is how nice the vendors were. Literally picked it up off the wall and looking at it, and it was a beautiful book. Beautiful book. It wasn't sealed. It wasn't slapped. None of that. It was just a nice. Very, very clean book. And I'm like, Mark, get over here. And Mark's still like, I don't know, 
20 yards away from me on the outside looking at the X-Men. I'm like, no, seriously, bro, come over here and look at this. And I'm like, look, <laughs> they have the exact same book, and I bet it's in better condition. Did he give you a deal on that? No. But no. No, he didn't. He didn't. Because it's already a very, a very expensive book. So, I mean, like I said, the reason why I got it, because it was the first appearance in Gambit, and I know I won't, I, I mean, that's. I, I mean, we, you and I were having a, the three of us were having a side conversation away from the guy who owned it. I'm like, dude, like, we just fucking saw this book for $300. And you just said right here on this podcast that you've never seen it for less than $900. So I can only imagine the retailers around you. Like, you got a fucking steal. Absolutely. Even at Zap, it's like $1,100. Or I was not letting you walk away from that booth without buying that book. Mm-mm. Not. <laughs> I'm glad I got it. it. Not I'm really glad that I got it. it. I probably twisted Mark's arm the entire time. Three to four times on a purchase. Like, dude, just fucking get it, man. Well, it was that really small booth that you ended up getting like three books. You're like, I just, nope, get it, get it. Okay, okay, okay. And then we went back and you got a fourth one or something like that. But I mean, they were willing to work with him. He's just like, will you take this? Absolutely. And the stories are so good. I mean, back in the early days of the Fantastic Four, Mr. You know, Mr. Fantastic, he was kind of sexist. He was kind of like, you know, you're the woman. You know, he was very rude and mean. He talked down to Susan Richards. He talked down to her. And that was really blatant in the way he spoke. It wasn't until she became later issues where she became more independent. She became like a second leader. She became a stronger character. But in her early days, she was like a wuss. And he was just talking down to her. So I love seeing the progression of her character. Oh yeah, um, and in the early days, that issue with X Men Gambit, you know, his thing is that he charges, he uses kinetic energy. He charges the card, or whatever he put, grabs up, he charges the object, and he throws it. But in this issue, the, the energy comes through his eyes, and it's green. And in the comic books and in the show, it's pink, and it comes through his hands. Mm. So, so that they was were still inter- kind of working him out. Right. It was his very first appearance. You know, Chris Claremont, I believe, created him. And it was his very first time out. And he used he used uh, pins, not cards. He used these little knives, these little pins that you throw. And that's what that was his weapon. So that was really interesting to see that I got a chance to see that. I really enjoyed reading that book. Nice. Um, I, I love Baltimore Con. You know, I enjoyed it last year. I enjoyed it this year. Like I said, I'm glad that we chose the days in, you know. It was a nice hotel. I'm sorry that the the cafeteria was closed last year. It was open, but um, you don't need to apologize. It, it was it was a great time. And after that, that next weekend, I went to Minnesota for the Uncanny X Men experience. Hold on, let's go. Let's finish up Baltimore, Mark. Okay, <laughs> Rob. What was your uh, overall feelings of it? And so, um, I think you and I did a pretty solid job of just. Um, carving away we're trying to bridge the gap for the listeners we're just trying to bridge the gap between when we stopped collecting the last time uh through the new 52 that's kind of been where we've been at the last like three years actually um got some solid headway on detective because we've been kind of prioritizing batman the last couple of years um we are pretty much done with batman except for the last two issues Mm-hmm. Um, and started diving into detective and for some really strange reason um, one of the last issues we hit a wall we hit a wall yeah we hit one. a massive wall it's like what is going on like what is significant about this well apparently i mean it's a pretty cool picture of the joker made out of bats we started to see it slabbed uh on the back uh, um, obviously on the walls of a number of vendors. I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Well, apparently it's like a popular cover. There wasn't a, a giant run of them. It was They were sunsetting it before um, New 52. Uh, but um, our boy um, Scott Snyder wrote it. So I think we saw it for like 200 bucks or something like that. So yeah. Wasn't going to get it, just needed to do a little bit more research. Um, And then the other book that I looked at, ever since Rich got me Batman 232, which is Rachel Ghoul's first appearance, when I read that, it's 
you know, back in the day, how Denny O'Neill used to like, hey, by the way, in this prior issue, um, first appearance of Talia Al Ghul actually happened first. Um, mm-hmm. So Talia premiered before Raish did um, in Detective Comics 411. Um, which you read the intro for. Which I just read the intro for. Um, I had never seen it. Uh, I've looked for it at the last several cons, just like, hey, did they just leave this in the box? But, you know, obviously they're smarter than that. So it was at the one booth. They were really, really nice. Um, they had they a couple of them, didn't they? Yeah, they got it off the wall. I can't remember how much it was. It was at least two, three hundred bucks. Um, but at least I knew what it looked like. Well, so this past week, um, I was reliving some nostalgia because I don't think I've really been active on eBay since like right as we started hanging out, Mark, because it was like or it was like middle school that I was like bidding with Rich on these action figures and stuff. So I joined uh, eBay again and I managed to snag both of them. So I got Detective um, 880. Um, I was talking to Rich, being all strategic. I'm like, this thing started at like $40 everything else is like it's like 200 bucks and you got to be careful there's a whole bunch of like brazil edition mexican edition latin edition i'm like i don't want all that foil edition right i'm like i want the actual first edition u.s version um i don't want something that says pesos on it (laughs) so this thing's creeping up throughout the day and i'm like rich uh i'm like I'm just like, what am I, what, what, what should I put down on this thing? And he's like, well, you probably need to put 200 bucks. So Mark, it's like up to $75. There's one minute left. And I'm just like, you know what? Well, well I sure. asked you when you call me to say, Hey, it's, it's going to come to an end here in the next what hour or so. And I'm like, just put what you would, what, whatever you're willing to pay for it, just put it down. Yeah. So I was like, I don't really want to pay 200 bucks for this, but you know, I'll probably at least pay like, you know, 120. So with and the 35 saw, and the cheapest we saw at Baltimore was what? 250 uh, over. Yeah. Over 200 bucks, but most of them were slabbed. So okay. sorry. Keep and going. I'd like to be able to read it, you know? Yeah. Um. So Mark with like 35 seconds left, I placed my first bid. And I just put like 120 down and it took it up to $89. So it maxed out the person that was winning and then boom, it closed. Nice. So I swooped in there and stole this book. That's like over 200 bucks um, for with shipping and taxes, like 92. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. Then uh, there was a buy it now detective 411. There's actually a lot of them on there. Um, a lot of them look like absolute garbage, um, but it's just such a key issue that most of them are like, you know, 200, but I managed to snag. He said it was in good condition. There's some folds and stuff. If it was CGC, I would probably say it's probably somewhere maybe four and a half, five. Um, but I got it for uh, 115. So yeah. I will be putting both of those on my wall in my office. Uh, both of them should be here Tuesday, Wednesday this week. So. Nice. Nice. So otherwise, you still um, got some comic book frames there, buddy. I just, I just got four more in, from Amazon today. So, um, but yeah, Mark Baltimore, I think it bit me like New York did rich the first time he went. So I've, uh, Went to the comic book store today. I've been going through Jesse Weber, a uh, longtime listener. Hey, Jesse. Um, he donated, I think I've said in a couple episodes ago, he donated his physical collection to me and Rich. Um, so I just started like going through that and getting some backboards and bags and remembering how much I absolutely hate doing backboards and bags. <laughs> yeah, it's pain in the but ass. There's a it's how I started. Them. I don't mind doing it. It's how I, I started. Uh, but his probably about half his stuff either didn't have a backboard and bag or it just didn't have it just had a bag so i've been busy today as you can see behind me those are stacks of 10 nice um so i've been doing some some work trying to get some backboards and bags together and then i'll start sorting some of this stuff but he's got a lot of x-men mark uh, a lot of a lot of x-men and 
Uh, he's got some Gambit stuff, too. I saw he's got some uh, early to mid Ultimate X-Men, too. I don't know if you ever got into those. Is that the Bendis run? I think this might be after Bendis. Okay. Of course, Bendis no, he did Ultimate, Ultimate Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we saw him at Baltimore. Said, hey, Brian Michael Bendis, what's up? Thanks for fucking up Superman. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> Uh, I absolutely loved it, dude. It was it had a small con feel, but yeah. a big con feel at the same time. It wasn't as extravagant as the Javits Center because the Javits Center is basically you know two stories. It's huge, huge facility. Yeah. Um, but Mark was was absolutely correct. You guys, he said we would love the comic vendors that were there. Absolutely did. Um. I already said my piece about the vendors that were there. They were really cool. I really enjoyed the hunt. Um, But I got to give a shout out to one particular vendor that came through yet again for the three of us at a comic convention. Victory Comics. Victory Comics. Victory Comics. Uh, That is where we... I burned a hole and gave up all the rest of my cash and uh that's who i mean you can't beat six for 20 bucks and no and they're good it's good stuff so and they had multiple of each issue so um (laughs) i just you know it was just fun to be back on the hunt rob's looking for you know pop figures the only downside of baltimore was they really didn't have the action figures we were looking for yeah but they did have a pretty sweet ass like imitation warner brothers store in the back with oh, a bunch of God, batman yes. statues and uh all oh, that original artwork and stuff um yeah so dude i i I definitely put this uh, particular convention in my top five. Top five of, uh, and we've been going to conventions since, good Lord, 98, 97, 98. So um, I did get, as I was saying before, and Rob was saying he got to, you know, take a, or hold on to, uh, what was it, 411. Yeah. And uh, the wall books, that particular vendor that had a couple of them on the opposite side, they actually had a something's killing the children. Number one, unslabbed. Ooh. And uh, I got to hold that bad boy. And uh, he's he said, uh, what's your guess on it? And I said, well, I know it was running at fifteen hundred bucks a year ago. It's come down quite a bit. So I said it was probably like eight, nine hundred bucks, and it was only six hundred dollars. I was like, oh man, if I had six hundred bucks to throw at it, I would. Yeah, he called Kim, show quitter, and she's like, please don't do that. Oh shit. <laughs> Did you call her? Yeah, I was like, just so you know, this guy had an unslabbed copy and he was, you know, he wanted six hundred bucks for it. But I didn't do it. So all right, so then uh, I give it. What's your overall grade, Mark, on Baltimore Go? I give it a nine. Hell yeah, Rob. What you got? Are we doing out of ten? Yep. Uh, because they didn't have the Flash Keaton figure, I'll knock it down a half point. I'll go nine and a half. Nice. I give it a nine because um, I give it a nine because cosplay and the Chipotle across the street didn't have cheese. <laughs> it's not the cons fault. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm God. gonna. I, I will. Uh, I'll give it a nine and a half, bro. Like it wasn't perfect, but uh, it was. Oh, fun. and we saw Lord Retail. Oh yeah, we walk in there. We go down there because the the main uh, showroom was on the bottom level, and right down the steps, right as we we hadn't even walked through the archway, and Mark runs into Lord Retail. Mark's like, where'd you guys go? He was so nice. I was so happy to see him. I'm going to go visit him next year at Acme Comics in North Carolina in Greensboro. Nice. Um, <laughs> Mark brought his Batman number one for Scott Snyder. We're and- running around, running around and trying to find him. And then we find him on the map. And his line was like a quarter ten, of the size ten, of New York. Ten people deep. And uh, 
Mark's like, I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay. So Rob throws 10 bucks at him. And he's like, come on, man. You brought your number one from New York. You have to get it. You have to get it signed. So Mark, take it away. So uh, we stood in line. Rob gave me the $10. Thank you, Rob. And I got it signed. And not only did he sign it, he took a picture with me. And he, I told him how much I love the Court of Owls. The Court of Owls is what made me go from Marvel to DC. Court of Owls and Hush, two of the best Batman stories ever written. And that is what transitioned me over into DC, like really into DC. I've always been a fan of Birds of Prey and Catwoman, but this is what has gotten me into DC and I collected every single issue. So I had him sign my number one and he was so nice and talked to me. And I, and I think I, did I ask him if he's going to do a continuation of that? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so. I did either, but I don't think so, but I don't think he will. But um, I, I, I absolutely loved it. He was so nice and so friendly to talk to. And he signed my book and I just loved it. Yeah, he was great. Shout out to Scott Snyder. All right. So then after Baltimore, the very next weekend, right? I took a trip to Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's my first time going there. And I went to the Uncanny Experience in Minnesota, in downtown Minneapolis. I know the we Uncanny, talked about this on the last episode. But Uncanny X-Men Experience. And I was there from Friday to Sunday. And I found it on Instagram through Chris Claremont's Instagram page. And I went to the website. It was legit. And I booked my ticket. I booked a VIP ticket. And I booked my flight and hotel. I was literally about 500 feet from the mansion that it was held in and it looked exactly like the x mansion that's awesome you, did you see did i text did i send you pictures hell yeah, yeah you did got some good cosplay there yeah it looked just like the x mansion and there were chris claremont who was the king he did panels i, I got to ask him two questions and Oh, come on. You're not going to just breeze right past that. What were the questions? So my question to him during his panel, he says, does anyone have any questions? So I shot my hand up. He said, yes, you, sir. I said, what was your inspiration for the Outback era of the X-Men? He's like, well, I had to pick a place. I wanted to pick a place that was farthest away from what they're used to, which is New York. And I have relatives there. No shit. <laughs> That's what he said. And my next question to him the next day was... So how many panels did you go to? I went to one, two... Three panels. Wow, one was Chris time, First time you've been to a panel in a whole comic convention. Yeah, one was Chris Claremont. The other one was um, Julia and Eric Leewald and Larry Houston, the creators of X Men: The Animated Series. Did you ask them a question? Yes. But what? I asked them why in the show did they make Jean Grey so weak? Because in every fucking episode, when she uses her powers, she yells like, you know, when she lifts up something with her telekinesis. Like, oh, oh, Scott, Scott. Oh. Yeah, so, and they said, we actually disagree. Because when Wolverine gets hurt, you see him get hurt. And he has to recover from it. But with her, you she uses her powers. We were just trying to emphasize how she gets overwhelmed. And you're like, fuck that. She's weak. <laughs> and then somebody from the audience said, I'm glad you came over to me. And said, I'm glad you asked that. Because we have a podcast dedicated to why gene is so weak and it's called hold on one second what it's, is it called hold on it's hold on wait hold on it's in my wallet hold on i'm gonna show, i'll give it to you but it's called it's, it's called like the gene gray podcast because they go over episodes of why she's so weak so the girl <laughs> came over to me and she's like I, I really appreciate you asking that because we have a whole podcast dedicated to that because we wanted the same fucking thing i was like yeah i'm like she can easily kill anybody like that like why is she so like oh you know you know if she lifts up if she lifts if she lifts a rock with her with her mind it's like she falls over and passes out and faints and shit i'm like fuck that but so let me ask you this i'm i'm sort of interrupting but not really uh scarlet witch or jean gray jean gray would beat scarlet witch so did you tell them oh that's cool we got a podcast heroes home base podcast no i didn't you dumbass (laughs) So the next podcast, the next panel that I went to was um, this one. It's called The Gray Malkin Lane. And it's a, it's a, it's a podcast by a gay, man, a gay man who does, it's called Gray Malkin Lane. That's where the X-Mansion is. And he does a whole Silver Age issues of the X-Men. So he did, we went over from issue number one to like issue number like 
right before the Phoenix Saga, he took us through every single issue and he knew the writers and the artists and some of the people that right. he actually talked to. And he talks about how like, you know, in the 60s, it was all the civil rights movement and how the correlation between that and the X-Men, he went over and it was a great panel. And- What'd you ask him? I didn't ask him anything. <laughs> um, and then I was in line to get Chris Claremont to sign my, I think it's number 268 of X-Men Magic because this that's the cover with, um, Black Widow, Captain America, and Wolverine on it. That's an iconic cover. Hell yeah, dude. Look, Rob. Oof. What year? 1990. And Chris signed it. And he's like, boy, there's been a lot of these today. And I was like, yeah, because he's doing in February, he's coming out with a direct sequel to this issue. This story was one issue. And he, it's a what he's coming out with another book. It's a mini series. It's five issues. It's a direct sequel to this story from 1990, nice. and it's called Wolverine Madripoor Knights because the story takes place in Madripoor. And I don't know if anybody watched uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney Plus. That story takes place in Madripoor. So there was yep. a little X Men uh, tidbit there. But it was a great panel. Lots of great people. Um, there was a Dazzler after party. So I went back to my hotel room after the whole panel and I got a chance to take pictures of people and I got a chance to, they had a little shops, like a, there's a, some guys that had comics and artwork and all that kind of stuff. And then they had places for lunch and they had the whole mansion decked out. Like you can see, they decked out Wolverine's bedroom. They had a place for Cerebro. Um, nice. Yeah, it was awesome. And they had a Wolverine cosplayer who conducted a training class on the outside, which I participated in. Then they had Psylocke participate in a, a meditation class that I did outside, but I got up in the middle of it. I was like, oh, this is whack. I'm like, I have to go. Sorry. So I left. Yeah. And so I left. And then I went back to the hotel. I went back to my hotel, chilled out, ate dinner, and then went to the Dazzler after party where a cosplayer dressed as Dazzler put on a show. And I got a chance to talk to Chris Claremont. Again, him and his wife were there. He's 72 years old, came to this after party, 10 o'clock at night. And hmm. he stood there, talked, took pictures, talked, answered questions. And I said, you know, I really love, everybody talks about, you know, your run of X-Men, but nobody ever really talks about your run on Iron Fist. And he's like, you get to see John Byrne develop as an artist. Mm. And I was like, holy shit. Because I think John Byrne left X-Men because him and Chris Claremont were butting heads. Mm-hmm. Because John Byrne was also a co-plotter, and Chris Claremont wanted certain characters to go in a certain way, and John Byrne wanted characters to go in a certain way, and so I think that's why he left. But I think they worked together again in 1984, and then again in 2004. But I really wanted to ask, would you ever work with John Byrne again? But I didn't because I thought that might be some like controversy, you know. So I didn't say anything. But um, he said that and he said you get to see John Byrne develop as an artist, and you do. Like, I don't have issues one and two because I don't like it of Iron Fist because I don't like the artwork. But even though John Byrne started on it, but you see him, I start at issue three because that's when he gets in his groove, and that's how mm-hmm. we, what we know of him. So that's why every issue after that, I just can't stop reading. He did the 70s so well, and I was like, you know, the way you did Misty Knight was so awesome. And he was like, you got this black detective cop woman who gets her arm ripped off, and Tony Stark gives her a replacement bionic arm, and she's pissed off about it. That's how I went about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that he remembered that. You know what I mean? His mind is still so sharp. And so his Wolverine Magic Power Nights comes out in February. I can't wait to go get it. Now, mind you, this issue is... Wait, stop the press. Mark's getting a new book? Yes. But let's backtrack here. I told you I was going to get that X-Men prequel to Days of Future Past. Yeah. Whack. It looked like a four-year-old drew it. Nobody has hands. Everybody's hands is like this, like a curve in the thumb. There's no individual fingers. Nobody has eyebrows. Every, it looks like a five-year-old drew it. Waste. So the guy who's doing it now, I don't know him, but I went to his Facebook page. It looks pretty solid. Coupled with, now mind you, the reason why these this is so good is because it's Jim Lee and Chris Claremont. Mm-hmm. Are you yeah. freaking kidding me? Jim Lee and Chris Jim Lee and Chris Claremont started working together from 1988. Was I think it was like 260. I forgot the issue of 248. I think is uh, Jim Lee's first appearance. It's like 1988 until 1991. So that whole that that's all them. Chris Claremont and Jim Lee, and that's that's what this one is. So it's like I don't know if it'll duplicate that kind of combination yeah. but yeah. i'm gonna give it a try because i love that issue i love that issue of magic Four nights and all that so i'm gonna give it a try um but 
Chris Claremont was so awesome. I said, what next con are you going to be at? He said, New York. I was like, oh, because we're not going. And it's $10 to book for him to sign. I don't. Do you have any more books you want him to sign? Yeah. Yeah. How much was it at the event? Did he charge $10 at the yeah, event? $10, yeah, $10. $10. Hmm. That's all he ever charges. Dave Ross, you know, he looked at me like I was crazy when I asked him what he charged. He was like, I don't charge. He's like, I'm old school. He's like, I don't charge. So he signed all my shit. <laughs> but I, I, I said, plus to you got know, a one, you got a, a special one of a kind Dave Ross hanging on your wall right now. Exactly. So I feel like kindred spirits. <laughs> I'm not. He had hip surgery too. I think hip surgery. He, um, I'm not going to New York. A part of me wants to, but I would not go without you. I'm, I'm starting to get the, uh, the ads and the uh, timeline uh, stuff that we usually do around this time of year. And it, it is kind of making me a little sad, but then I walk myself off the ledge. Like, yeah, it fucking sucked last year. <laughs> so, so what, I mean, what are we going to do there? You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. You know, because it's not going to compare to the books that we got, and you know, in Baltimore. So, I mean, the only thing I was really missing is taking pictures and the walk there. Yeah, that's the only real things that I was really like envious of. You know, but I sent an email to Chris Claremont to his website, asking if he's going to be at LA Con because that's the next con I'm going to. But I haven't had a reply back, so I don't know. Well, I will say this: uh, going back to Baltimore for a second. Um... Rich and I were talking while we were waiting in line to get our wristbands, and I'm like, you know, let's let's maybe see if this is something we'd want to take um, Colden and Jensen to. And I I definitely think I'd like to get them to uh, to Baltimore. Like, I don't think it was too big. I think it was a good con for them to go to at that age. Um, so we might make it a bigger affair. Plus, the drive was only six and a half hours, although to Mark, it was an eternity. Because the, <laughs> the man was hungry. hungry. Drive faster. <laughs> hungry. No, I, I did it in five hours. Then Mark uh, locked his laptop in the hotel room safe and couldn't get it open. <laughs> well, check this out. So I'm in Minneapolis, right? Yeah. And I have a whole airport outfit. I have a blazer and a white button up because people treat you differently when you wear a suit jacket. I find. I go to the hotel to change my clothes. So you the literally just wear that at the airport and on your flights? Yeah. Okay. I got, I'm following you. I'm, the day I'm leaving, I check everything. Did you have your check. fucking Rolex on? No, I didn't. Jesus, man. I check everything. I check everything. I check the bathroom, check the room, have my laptop, phone, keys, wallet. I left my jacket... And my button-up suit in the closet, and it was and that I and I just realized it on Wednesday. This past Wednesday, <laughs> you left oh it at God. the hotel two weeks ago. So I'm like, and I come home from Whole Foods, and I'm hanging on my coat. I'm like, wait, 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 wait! You didn't wear it on the way home? No, I had a different outfit on the way home. And I'm coming home Wednesday, last Wednesday night, and I'm like, why is there a missing hanger where my coat is? I'm like, where's my coat? Why is this hanger missing? And I go in my car. I'm like, what? where is this shirt at? I was like, oh, shit. I, <laughs> I called the hotel. I said, fuck. I'm like, listen, I left my fucking clothes. This is where I'm saying. They called me back at work. They said, we found it. We have this thing called ilostmystuff.com. I left my stuff.com. Go to it, put it, register what you lost, click our hotel. We'll get it. We'll mail it back to you, and they mailed it back to me. No shit, but I had to. I had to, but they don't take PO box, so I had to use my coworker. I'm like, listen, can I use your address? And they're like, yes, yeah, send it to my house, and we'll they'll just put it on the step, and I'll have, and I'll just bring it to work for you. Holy! The crap. the funniest part of that is you didn't even realize it for like two weeks later. It was two weeks later, I'm like, where the fuck? All is right, Mark, that? Mark, you are. Was that your now. Kenneth Cole like blazer? No, it was a Gap blazer. Okay, gap. so okay, so thank God. Everybody's listening. This is the, the all right. No more hotel room safes for you, and do not hang your clothes up in the hotel. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Well, I am. Um, well, no, I should in the suitcase, bro. I don't know what kind of bed bugs are in those dressers, and I don't know who's been using them hangers because you know they don't clean on hangers. 
But thing is, people can go through your luggage. I mean, I put, I'm, I've never had a problem with the safe. I think I just didn't push the button all the way because when I did it again, it opened. So it's fine. I just like leave all my shit where it is. The only time I unpack my suitcase is when I'm at the beach. Like, oh, even then, my... I don't. I just I... leave it in there. Yeah. Well, we're different. I know one thing. I'm never using DoorDash again. <laughs> oh my God, man. Let's get into that bullshit. Okay. So $75 Mark, can't feed three people. That's ridiculous. Fucking bullshit. So Mark wanted uh wing stop. Was that what it was? Yeah. Wing so Mark's stop. like here, order your stop shit. The wing stop. So Mark ordered his shit. He gives it to me. He gives me his laptop. I order my shit. And then Rob orders his shit. And then he's like, it's not on here. So, so then he adds it again. My shit. So I didn't even get what I ordered. No, like they doubled my order. <laughs> I think I think Rob and I got the same like one flavor of wings, but like I didn't even get my order. And like yeah, that sucked. And we all got diet coke. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> it was gross. Boo. Thank God Rob brought some ginger ale. I hook you up. So, Mark, um, the X-Men experience, did you get your uh, Xavier ID card? Yes, I did. And I I got an X-Men jersey and gym shorts so I could work out in. Can I please see it? Oh, shit. Get your ass up. I want to see all of it. Hold on one second. (laughs) Live, people. A little context here. Rob and I used to, when the Wizard Magazine was around back in the day, the good old days, I should say, um, whenever there was any, like, goodies, they always had these, like, one-half issues that you got, like, once a year. You got, like, goodies cellophane with one of the issues that came. And some of them are pretty, um, you know, profitable. They come with a certificate of authenticity. I think we've got like what three or four of them, Rob. Oh God, dude, I don't even remember what you, you but, have. Them. Uh, we one one particular time there was an Avengers membership card, and every time Mark would come over and come down to the comic club in our parents' basement, he would get so pissed off that we had an Avengers membership card. <laughs> dude, how old is that picture? Does it look old? How old is it? 2012. Was it from a Christmas party? 2012? <laughs> it's just 20, 10 years old. Is it old? You can tell. Is that old? Yeah, bro. They don't even look like you. Mark's like, I got to pick a that. picture that I look super good in. <laughs> I mean, you just look you just look really young in that picture, your, man. Your mutant classification is super speed. Yeah, because I got to take the train. I got to run to these trains and shit. <laughs> All right, Mark He's has like, to put this up dead. on the Facebook page. <laughs> I'm still using this picture. No. Well, you already did. <laughs> Is that the uh, profile picture on your dating sites? Yep. <laughs> you look better now. Thank you. You, do. you look more mature. I thank you. Uh, 2012. That's awesome, dude. So you got a. Uh, so you got a. Uh, what like a tank top and a uh, pair of shorts? Yep, says the uncanny experience. And um, I met two people that were cool, uh, nice guys. Uh, that were gay, nice guys to talk to. Nerds, uh, nerds, nerds. Oh, yeah, they were where it's at. That's where it's at. And um, you know, talking to people, where are you from? One guy that I talked to was from Virginia. Uh, one guy's lived in Minnesota. One guy came from Massachusetts. The other guy came from Long Island. Um, Long Island's not too far from you. No. Oh, after you guys left, I went to breakfast to this place that Lord Retail went to mm-hmm. the day before. And the breakfast was awesome. It was 20 bucks and it was a lot of food. And we should go there next time. Sweet. All right. Yeah, it's about a seven minute drive from the hotel. Nice. Would you take yeah. an Uber? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was a seven minute drive and it was great. And I, they were like, You here for Comic Con? I'm like, Yeah. And there was another guy there who was from Comic Con. He's like, I just came from New York for the day. I just got a day ticket. So I came from New York. I'm like, so did I. He's like, yeah. He's like, I'm from Queens. I'm, like, I'm from Brooklyn. He's like, I came down for the day to get a bunch of stuff signed and just see what it was like. I was like, yeah. He's like, so I just wanted to eat, go, and come back. And so, yeah. Sweet. Nice. Yeah. So, um, but I came back. Minnesota was great. I'm, 
I would go again. I did write a great review for them mm-hmm. because I really enjoyed the experience. And I even went up to the owner, the, the producers and the creators. I said, you guys, this is one of the most favorite experiences of mine. You guys, this is great. Job. I really praised them and they really, really appreciate them. And I said, you know, I will come back. I would like to see if they could get Mark Silvestri and or mm-hmm. Jim Lee. Mm-hmm. I even mailed, he sent them an email. I said, Chris Klein, Jim might Jim might be a little bit hard to get, but Mark Silvestri probably be able to do it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what's uh, the next on your travels there, Mark? You're going to L.A.? Yeah, L.A. First weekend in December for L.A. Con. I already got my tickets. And I got my, booked my L.A. apartment, I call it, uh, because it's, I stayed there last year and loved it. And I already have my itinerary for what I'm going to do when I get there. Um, Saturday night after the con, my my fraternity brother's coming to stay with me. Dan, he lives in San Diego. So mm-hmm. I bought his ticket to LA Con. He's like, because I've never been to a con. He was like, so buy my ticket. So I transferred it to him. I did it just like you did, Rob. I transferred it on show and I transferred it to him. He got it. He paypal me 50 bucks. And I got a room with two beds in it. And it's like a mini apartment, but it's in a hotel. I stayed there last time. And so we're going to go to the con. And then after the con, we're going to come back, drop off my shit. I'm going to at least probably buy one of the Dark Phoenix sagas. I'm not, you know, because yeah. I, I want to just about something. to say, dude, what what is left on your list that you're going to try to knock out, buddy? Yeah, just the Dark Phoenix saga issues. I'm going to try and see if those are reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. And I'll buy one or two because um, I don't want to really leave there with nothing. And if I do, that's OK, because I'll at least be able to take pictures and see what L.A. Con is like. Hopefully Jim Lee is there. I would love it if Jim Lee's there. I check every day to see who's going to be there because um, I have some stuff that I would love for him to sign. But um, after we go to the con, we're going to go to the Scum and Villainy. And some uh, oh, yeah, blue dude. milk. That's right, some blue milk. And um, some of the people that I met, the two friends that I met that I got in the car <laughs> with from last time when I went to go to the Buckler, they were like, call us if you need a place to stay. Listen, we got an extra bedroom if you need a place to crash. I was like, okay. So they're, they're cool. I'm going to see them when I'm out there. Um, and that's, I'm really hoping Jim Lee's going to be, cause I'm really hoping Jim Lee's going to be there. Nice. I mean, I, I don't know where he lives though, but I really hope that. I think Burbank. I know, Cali guy. In, I know he's in California now cause they moved everything out on the West coast. Um, yeah. So, uh, what's, uh, what's new on the, uh, comic book front there, Rob, what are you reading? So I am still in the middle of <gasps> the jets are tied. <laughs> Hold on. Stop the press. We got to talk about this real quick. Third quarter, Jesus Christ. I know Robert Sala is shitting himself. The Mark Jets are tied 2020. Mark now gives a shit about football. Oh my God. <laughs> like since Baltimore, because we're watching football on Saturday morning. He's like, nah. Let's watch let's watch oh Bridesmaids. <laughs> let's watch Bridesmaids. Did I really? <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh, let's change this. Uh Oh Mark god. is now a New oh York god. Jets fan. Oh my god! Oh my god! They're tied. They're fucking tied. And fuck you, Jim Malone. Whatever the fuck, Mahomes. What's his fucking name? <laughs> fuck you, Mahomes. Fuck you. Fuck you, fucker. You probably walked in there thinking you were the shit. Now fuck you, Patrick fuck Mahomes. You. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Fuck you. You fuck. They're tied now, fucker. Third fucking quarter. You fuck. Yeah, it is. Nine thirteen left. Oh, fuck you. Just Cowboys hold off. You guys, you guys just hold the fuck off for another 20 minutes. Hold off for another 20 minutes. That's a whole other quarter. You can do this. I'm going to go ahead and put my money on Patrick Mahomes. No, fuck him. <laughs> well, Dallas won big today. 38-3 to three against oh, yeah. the shitty people. Uh, Patriots. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott plays for them now. Yeah, I know. All right, so Rob, back to the... Uh, Heroes Home Base podcast conversation. Yeah, so um, this has been Sports Corner with Mark Mazik. Um, still catching up on some of the Batman stuff. I've uh, I'm adjusting to my new position at work, so I've been doing just a lot of reading for work. Um, so a lot of clinical stuff. So I haven't been reading too much, but uh, still working my way through the Batman trades. Um, and then I would like to start reading. Um, I'm definitely going to read the two issues that I got on eBay this week. That's for, that's for damn sure. Um, but I'd probably like to start reading some of the issues um, since we stopped collecting pretty soon. So nice. I'll be visiting pretty soon. Oh yeah. Mark, you finished all your books. I finished all my books today. Hell yeah. Still uh, loving my independence. Uh, my 
biggest. I just sat down and read it today. Um, issue number one of Daredevil, the new creative team. I'm kind of sad. Been reading like three years worth of Chip Zdarsky on Daredevil, and they've got a whole new uh, writing team on that book. So that relaunched as a number one. Um, so so far, it was it was okay. Uh, Superman books are definitely a lot better. DC kind of took like a hiatus. This uh, they did like their little nightmare, whatever. I didn't read any of them, but um, yeah. So comics are still about seventy eh, percent good. I'm not digging anything over the top, other than you know my my usual independent books. And uh, but yeah, I did see. I read an article on Facebook the other day. I thought I'd bring this up. Um, this is kind of old news. I want to say this book is probably a year old at this point, but um, Alan Moore wrote a book called uh, Illuminations, and it is uh, just a bunch of short stories by the guy. So I figured I'd drop this on here uh, for you guys that read novels, and uh, I'm still reading 1984, and it's just... <laughs> hard for me to get through it um but uh, i figured i'd read the synopsis real quick it says uh from new york times best-selling author alan moore one of the most influential writers in the history of comics a wonderful collection brilliant and often moving that was from neil gaiman which takes us to the fantastical underside of reality in his first ever short story collection which spans 40 years of work alan moore presents a series of wildly different and equally unforgettable characters who discover and in some cases even make an un and unmake the various uncharted parts of existence in a hypothetically lizard to concubines in a brothel of fantastical specialists fall in love with tragic ramifications and not even legend. A paranormal study group is infiltrated by one of the otherworldly beings that seek to investigate in illuminations a nostalgic older man decides to visit a seaside resort from his youth and finds the past all too close at hand and in uh monumental what we can know about thunderman which charts the surreal history of the comics industry major players over the last 75 years, more reveals the dark, beaten heart of the superhero business. Hmm. From gro from ghosts to otherworldly creatures to theological brains fashioning the universe at the Big Bang, Illuminations is exactly that, a series of bright, startling tales from a contemporary legend that, re that reveal the full power of imagination and magic. So is this a graphic novel or just a novel? Just a novel of just random short stories. So I did read that article that I read on Facebook about it. Um, this uh, We Can Know About Thunder Man was basically him poking the bear of the comics industry. So I figured I'd probably pick that up and read that for yep. all you readers out there. But yeah. Um, Sounds good. Uh, one last thing I'll say, because I know we're running... Uh, there was a video I saw um, the costume team that was making Keaton's Batman suit for the Flash movie. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. You sent that to me. They, did, did you see that, Mark? Yes, I did. They were like, we need to make it more flexible so he can move. Yeah. And Keaton's like, was I'm, like no. I'm not having it. I'm not having that. I've already. I, that's part. All right, we'll make it as stiff as we can. It's like that's part. Of, he's developed his character that way. That's hilarious. So. Well, guys, it's been uh, a long time. Always a pleasure. I had a blast at Baltimore. Uh, until next time, don't forget to bag your board. This is Rich. This is Mark. Thank you again. Uh, thank you for your patience. It's been several months, but uh, it's always good to chat with you guys, and we appreciate our listeners uh, taking the time to uh, sit in on the conversation. Um, until next time, and there will be a next time, and we'll we'll talk to you soon. Take care. This is Rob.
Thank you, as always, for listening and supporting this RMR production. I finished my X-Men books today. I swear to God, the X-Men blew through some shit. Damn, I was turning the page. I was like, fuck. Damn. I was tired just reading it. I'm like, who the fuck can go through all this? Fictional characters. <laughs> Word. All right, let's see here. Um, Hold on. Yeah, go ahead. Mark's got to take his chicken out. Mm-hmm. I'm working on it here. Give me oh, a second. What are you doing? Stretching my back. Ooh, ooh my back. <sighs> well, you've never seen these muscles before, Mark? Oh, here's... Uh, I'm like, the fuck? I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, hear... Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> your back and rotate, and you'll you'll stretch out your back. Uh, uh, it's like, here's, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, my face hurt. <laughs>